Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, dum-dums? It's hard to believe, but football is back. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right. I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity because who doesn't like making money? If you want to get into the action with a trusted company that's been around for years, MyBookie is the place for you. It's easy, no hassle, mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport imaginable. MyBookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. I'm too messed up talking about it. If you deposit today with MyBookie, they will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. If you put in $100, they will give you $50 for free. That's almost half. So go to MyBookie and sign up today with the promo code ARMCHAIR. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. This is the Mazzotcast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazzotcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is the Mizzou Team Grief Counselor, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And uh, Barry Odom's travel agent, Caleb Bungard. Hello, kids. <laughs> You're cooler. <laughs> God damn. That is a cooler. Uh, we got we got a guest in the studio with us. He's supposed to be the silent guest, but uh, the beers have been flowing, yeah. and as necessary because uh, anybody's listening to this, I'm sure you're aware. Mizzou got beat by one and five. Now two and five. Vanderbilt. It was horrible. Yeah, it was a disaster. It was the worst thing all season, and this worst thing, I don't know. I'm going to say it right now. It's the worst thing that's happened in Barry Odom's tenure. Yeah, as I, I saw people arguing that with you a little bit on Twitter. They're like, well, Memphis was worse. And I'm like, no. it really wasn't because we weren't in this position. Part of what makes this just so devastating is that we're first in the East. You know, we could conceivably— Nationally ranked. Yeah, I mean, we could—that year where Memphis beat us, they were not— it's not just about how we played. I mean, I guess you could make an argument of whether we played worse in certain games or not. It's the worst loss. Yeah. Because. It's the worst time to lose. It was it's under a, worst circumstances. It's a conference opponent. It's oh. a, it's a division opponent. It takes us out of the running for, we were in first place in the SEC East division and in the driver's seat controlling our own destiny. Yeah, exactly. And it's all wiped away. And we took that destiny and drove it off a fucking cliff. We let Jesus take the wheel and he jackknifed into a tanker truck full of axe body spray. That's exactly what happened. It's not like that, Colin. It is that. <laughs> it's it, why I said it, Brennan. It, it was horrible. Uh, Vanderbilt, and I partially blame myself, Colin, in our yep. preview show. I think I said, I don't see a way Missouri can lose this game. And you said, they could lose this game, but blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I said I didn't think they could. I mean, they, this is the worst Vanderbilt team we've ever seen since we've been members of the SEC 
I lost a hundred fucking dollars on them today. I could tell Caleb like by halftime, just based on your uh, tweets, that uh, you were like uh, you were done at halftime. You were just yeah. done with this team and the program and everything. It's fucking ridiculous. It's <laughs> Vanderbilt. It was like the year we sat down there and watched them get beat in the rain. In the rain. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. You shouldn't lose to it. I put it out there a while ago. TJ Mo, would you like to know why people don't show up to Columbia? It's because they live. They lose to dog turds. Yeah, that's why no one wants to lose to a turd and watch it. Well, yeah. Barry Odom has been good for one devastating loss a year. Well, two really, it's two devastating losses a year. Well, Wyoming now and Vanderbilt just beat me to it. I mean, that's yeah. what I'm saying. He's good for one a year, and now we're up to two. No, I think he's good for two a year. I think he's every year like. Sometimes I guess the opponent's better, but think about both South Carolina and Kentucky last year. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Every it's not. Here's what gets me is that uh, I guess we're seven games into this season, and the two teams we've been beaten by are the worst two teams we played. Yeah. The other five teams that we've won and won impressively against yeah. were all better. It speaks to discipline. It speaks to to. It's coaching. firmly on coaching, and we talked about coaching on our Twitter feed, and we need to be aware that like our listening audience is not exactly the overlap is not exact with our Twitter following because mm-hmm. there's a lot of back and forth but there were people that were like oh you couldn't put this on the coaches the coaches aren't the ones that make the plays and do the penalties i'm like no but when there's a discipline issue and there clearly is when you're penalized for well over 100 yards and in key moments that kill drives that is coaching they tackle poorly tonight that's coaching that they and they, they tackles they special teams poorly they did all their offensive that. line played as badly today as i have seen them play in three years that's right what is this offensive line we saw tonight i mean kelly bryant he was as bad as everybody. And, I mean, there's plenty of blame to go around. On Twitter, you see people blaming. It's because of this. It's because of that. It's because of all of it. It was all fucking terrible. But God damn, the offensive line was a disaster. It's like, um, you know, people say, boy, that win, they, they played a complete game because, you know, they... Defense played well, and offense played well, and special teams played well, and it was a complete game. Everybody did what they were supposed to do. This was the exact opposite of the complete game. It's hard to put your finger on one thing because it was a completely shit game in all phases, in all ways. They didn't do anything well. You know, the defense didn't play good, and the offense played bad. No, the defense could have played good for a portion of this game and then shit the bed at the end of the game when we needed to get stops. The crazy thing to me that bothered me, I guess, a little bit was that when we did get a touchdown, it was because of a defense. It was interception and a run back to within the 10-yard line. We scored on that, but it was directly on the heels of one of the dirtiest fucking plays I've seen Mizzou commit since Shane Ray hit the quarterback for Alabama in the SEC title game in 2014 that uh, Gillespie hit of the Vanderbilt quarterback that knocked him out of the mm-hmm. game head-to-head targeting penalty. Yep. That was dirty in fucking pool. In a slide. Yeah. In a slide. That yeah. was a dirty fucking play. Knocked him out of the game. And then I thought, we're going to win this game, and we're going to do it because we fucking had a dirty play that knocked their quarterback out against Vanderbilt. We had to fucking play dirty. And I saw somebody was like, yeah, we're going to take a beating because of that. And we deserve to. It was fucking dirty. Mm-hmm. We played like shit. We played like with penalties. We had no discipline. Barry Otto made zero adjustments at halftime. Derek zero. Dooley made horrible play calling decisions. Yep. We never use Alberto except on goal line situations where we put the horrible fade pass that we can sometimes fucking work and sometimes throw the ball into the other team's hands. Everything was a, it was like it, this team tried to lose. I mean, it was beyond not preparing and overlooking Vanderbilt. It looked like they literally fucking wanted well, to lose. The second time. burger with cheese. The second time they threw that fucking fade pass to in the end zone to Alberto and it got intercepted. I knew that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if me sitting at home watching this game knows what they're going to do, that's a bad play call because what you don't want 
you know what the team you're playing to know what you're going to do. And I'm telling you, if the idiot sitting at home on his couch can figure it out before the play starts, then the fucking guy gets paid to be a defensive coordinator has got it figured out. And so, because every time they split Albert O off in that wide receiver position on the goal line, guess what they're doing? I mean, fuck, man. You're calling a play. And you, how ballsy is that to call a play where you know they know what you're going to do and you just are going to do it anyway? Like, yeah. that's just, that's well, play calling. That's asinine. Plus, we've got three running backs and a mobile quarterback. There's so many other options. I mean, and Albert O's caught passes over the middle. I mean, there's there's a million other things in that bullshit fucking fade. Go to the well. And they, you know what? It worked the first time. It did work the first time. And why it's worked you try in the past. To, why would you try to do it again in the same game? VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. On the exact same play, I mean... Because, you know, like it worked. I don't know if you remember DJ. is bad. I said it last year and I'll say it again. He's fucking bad. He's a bad coach. Yeah. Not a good coach. His highlight of his fucking career is working for Jason Garrett in the NFL, and he is fucking terrible. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) The thing is, guys, we got, I don't know, we got close to 30 voicemails, as you would imagine. People are pissed off. There's going to be, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of calls for Coach Odom's head. And it's a big ass head, too. (laughs) Yeah. This is so fucking frustrating. I mean, if you ask me, Barry Odom, he's just an eight and four guy. He's eight and four Barry. This is the kind of shit you cannot fucking do. Our schedule was set up to be easy and good, and we had teams that uh, were failing when it helped us, like obviously Georgia last week. That everything was aligning perfectly. All we had to do was beat the worst fucking teams on our schedule, and we can't do that. We were obviously the team is overlooked. I mean, I think part of the reason you can throw it on coaching, and this isn't had anything to do with game day. But you can't let your team think they're going to just walk into a stadium and get a win without doing put in the focus and concentration to win football games. And that's obviously this team went in there and thought we're going to stop Vanderbilt's ass, and they went in there thinking and on to Kentucky. Yeah, and that that mindset gets people beat. Every you know how in the fucking world does a team that gets beat by Wyoming in the first game of the year think that ever the rest of the season? And this is my point. How did how did these, this team go into that game with that mindset? What? How did Coach Odom let this team walk into that stadium thinking they would just sleepwalk through this game? That's one of the differences between really good coaches and not really good coaches. Do you think Nick Saban for a second lets up on Alabama? Do you know what I mean? They're playing no, Buttfuck University, founded by Amherst Buttfuck. Mm-hmm, fine school. In, in 1839. Anyway, he won't let them. You know, he would literally beat them with tow ropes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no, this team will beat you. This team from the F- this FBS horseshit will fucking stomp your ass. And he drills it in their head because he's a prick. And Barry Odom's just not enough of a prick. I, I guess just want not. one time on the outside lines, I want him to see some him grab somebody by the fucking face mac and yell at them. I know Barry Odom is upset about losing. I get it. I'm, he's probably more upset than me. It's hard to it's it's hard to imagine anyone being more upset than I am right now because I'm seething with rage. But I'm sure Barry Odom kind of is. 
I hope he has. Have you have you read Barry Odom's quote yet? But it's, he, he's not gonna he's not gonna say enough. You know what I mean? He's never gonna be mad enough to what, satisfy me. What's the quote, Caleb? I think we got out coached, and I think we got out executed the entire four quarters. That's his quote. Yeah. That's what he gave. Yeah, That's you, what he you, gave you, Peter Ball. You know, he's he's being paid to not do any of those things. He's being paid to not be out coached and to make them play hard for four quarters. That's the opposite. The, the only way Barry Odom could make me feel any better was if. They go to the press conference. They've got the cameras there, and Barry Odom isn't at the podium. And so they go in the hall with the camera looking for him, and they find him like in a, a dark room snapping the neck of kittens. He's so f- mad. It has like, to be kittens. <laughs> it has to be kittens. But regardless, he's just snapping their necks in rage. Yeah. If he's doing that, I'm, I feel like he, I'm confident that he is as upset about the outcome of this game as I am. But that's the only way. And that seems like a fucking – like. It seems like it's, you know, there's probably less than a 50% chance of that happening. And it sounds rather extreme. <laughs> well, I can say how it was. That's how mad I am, Brennan. That's, yeah. that's my whole point. It's just so goddamn frustrating. Let me tell you what, there'd be a, be a pile of dead kittens. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, not just a couple. I mean, I want, I want at least a dozen dead cats on the floor, and he's still going. Yeah. We've been through enough horrible Barry Odom losses that we know that the, how this works. They know there's a cycle. On Twitter, everybody gets super fucking mad and puts their hot take out about why we lost and what was going wrong. And then other people get on there and get mad because they have a different hot take. And then they fight amongst them. The whole fan base fights among themselves because they're you know just taking out their anger on each other. And then everybody calms down. And then by Tuesday or Wednesday, if the talk is whether Barry Odom's on a hot seat or not, then you know if there's momentum for a fire Barry movement. Mm -hmm. Because what we saw was the fire Derek Mason movement going on last week. That's all the talk was in Vanderbilt world was whether Derek Mason should still be this coach. And he took that shit to heart and he got his guys fired up because it wasn't just Mizzou playing like dog shit and overlooking Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt came to fucking play. And guess what? They made fucking changes. They put their defensive guy in the box so he could look down and not be on the field. And that clearly seemed to work. They also changed quarterbacks. That clearly gave them a fucking push. Barry Odom's got to make some fucking changes because this shit ain't working. Well, and I, I if Nick Bolton was not on this football team, I, I shudder to think of what our defense would honestly look like. Because and Jordan Elliott. I'm thinking more like the, just from a tackling aspect. Like Jordan Elliott does apply a lot of pressure and he, he, he fills gaps. But I mean, like I just watched these guys run around, slide off tackles. Yeah. And it's the only guy that consistently, after Kale Garrett got hurt, puts a fucking smack on people and shows it to play every snap on that defense is fucking Nick Bolton. Yeah. At least that was it was tonight. It's so frustrating. It's God damn it. You know, <laughs> God damn it. You know why this is why Barry Odom's frustrating. It's like it's almost better to be two and fucking eleven or something, you know, where you just don't have any fucking hope but this drag you along, get us to first place, get us ranked, and then just and look good. pull the fucking rug out from under us. Like, God damn it, man. Not only was Vanderbilt looking like shit all season, we looked legitimately good. We did not look like a team that should or could lose this game. We should we should have been competitive to win the East the rest of the season. And from selfishly, it's bad for our show. Yeah. People who are interested in the fucking football team being good listen to the fucking podcast because they're interested in football because we're good. And we they lose interest when we don't. Yes, yeah, so that's like we can watch the downloads. You know, as Barry Odom tanks our seasons, what happens to the downloads? You know what I mean? Like, so it's like. God damn it, man. And, th- you know, it's not just, th- but now apply that, that repercussion for our shitty podcast. Go ahead, open that cooler. We know you're going to do it. We know you're trying to be He's quiet. Trying to be quiet over the cooler. Open the cooler. There you There's go. There's a lot of beer in there. It's, it's a beer drinking kind of night. Crack it open, make all the noise you want. It's that kind of podcast tonight. But, you know, think about all the businesses in Columbia that do better when the football team is good. Oh, like, yeah. Hey, very much just fucking everybody. Well, this here's. Team's 
fucking everybody. That's why it's so frustrating, Colin. You know, I was at the homecoming game, unlike TJ Mo, who couldn't make it. And it was a packed house. It was a sellout. We played great. Everybody was excited. We win against Vanderbilt and Kentucky. By God, we come back and we are going to have an excited fucking home crowd that's going to be full. And now you know what? Everybody's checked out. And yep. here's the crazy thing about a Barry Odom team. We could beat fucking Georgia. We may end up beating fucking Georgia. And it'll amount to fucking nothing. Jerking off into a ceiling fan. Yep. Nothing. Because guess what? We fucking lost to Vanderbilt. And we can't overcome it. You know, and it, like I said, I think I tweeted this out. That maybe it's just like, who cares about the fucking bowl ban anymore? You yep. know what I mean? Fuck it. Barry Odom's going to lose a bowl game. If there's one thing you can count on Barry Odom to do, it's fucking disappoint. Well, he's going to be ill-prepared. I think that's ultimately the theme of these. Every time Barry Odom loses one of these games, it's... It, it, becomes painfully obvious that our team is ill-prepared. We're ill-prepared for the first game of the season almost always. We're ill-prepared for our bowl games. You give Gary Barry Odom any extended amount of time to prepare for something, and he will fuck that up. Coming off bye weeks. And that's not me being a negative, self-loving Mizzou fan. That is me saying, this is the what the data tells us at this point. Every single year. <laughs> you know, this is not Every, me being negative. This is me being honest. Yeah, I mean, narratives get to be formed about coaches after time. You know, some, one happens, something happens once. Then it happens again, and people start talking. It happens a third time. Boy, this is something that you do. This is year four now? Mm-hmm. I mean, goddamn, Barry, you're doing the same things over and over and over again. I mean, it's I, I don't blame fans for wanting to check out. Now, T.J. Mose may say they're self-loathing losers, but I don't blame them. Fuck, this is frustrating. Yeah, I don't want to feel this we way. we got to get our integrity back. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. We get beat by Georgia and Florida back-to-back. I don't feel as bad as I feel tonight. Yeah, it's worse because, like, again, the context matters. You know what I mean? Like, you lost, you didn't lose to, to Florida. Colin had been You better. lost to Vanderbilt, a 1-5 in five Vanderbilt team that got housed. On the other housed s- by UNLV. Housed! One week ago. On top of that, on the other end of things, it would have been better to get beat by Troy in a way because it's not a conference game. Oh. Everything about this loss is the worst. <laughs> it is. And the crazy thing about it, it was a train wreck in slow motion, a car wreck in slow motion. You could see it was going to fucking happen. Caleb was right to be checked out by halftime because we didn't play. We It looked like we didn't want to be there. I already said it looked like they were trying to lose. I mean, we did everything possibly wrong, including the penalties, including the turnovers. We couldn't tackle in the la- in the fourth quarter. No, the, the, I mean, the, the offensive line. line. I mean, the offensive line. Fuck me. I... I Really, he was under so much duress, and it was Vanderbilt putting the pressure on. Like I, I thought at some point maybe they would figure it out. Low enough on points, we should have won that game by twenty. Still, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, we put up points. We we have to put up points. We didn't put up enough points to beat anyone. Yeah, no, no, Caleb's right. I mean, we had defensive failings, and at the end of the game, they had kind of given up, but. At the end That's of the day, Vanderbilt, the offense. Vanderbilt scored 21 points. You ought to be able to beat a team. No, you're right. Especially Mizzou's averaging nearly 40, 40 points, points a game. game. Yep. So you, one would think that you could be able to trump that. The offense did nothing. They did dick. They underused Beatty. Their, their play calling was I never saw a single wide receiver catch there was, anything like, harder. It was so generic. They didn't show down the field on the camera to see – but it constantly looked like there wasn't a fucking person open. Yeah. Kelly Bryant held the ball and held the ball and ran around in circles and did that shit. I would like to see some film to see what was going on that they were so great down the field. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Caleb, because I saw that too. And I thought, like, one of two things is happening. Either our guys are not getting open against Vanderbilt secondary or Kelly Bryant isn't seeing them and he's running around like, like a chicken if with his head cut they're all covered up. down there, that means Kelly Bryant can run the fucking ball. But he does not want to. He clearly does not want to run the ball. And yeah, it's pretty obvious at this point to me that Kelly Bryant is 
playing for draft stock, and he is he thinks what <laughs> I know. I know it sounds crazy, but he is playing to convince NFL scouts that he's a quarterback and not just a an athlete. Because that's what you know in, ultimate, you don't get drafted. You lose a fucking Vandy. And no, I agree, but Caleb. I'm, but my point is, is that he is. You know who gets drafted? Tim Tebow because he fucking won. Well, no, he sucked a dick. <laughs> won. <laughs> but but like, here's what's going to happen to Kelly Bryant. He's he's going to play in the NFL. Right, he's that kind of athlete. Is he? Whether he's going to get drafted as a quarterback or get drafted as a quote athlete, athlete is what is the difference is. And Brad Kelly, Smith that won't run exactly, yeah. and that's my point. Is he? He is obviously trying to get drafted as a quarterback. He doesn't want to be drafted as an athlete. He doesn't want to yeah, become yeah. Brad Smith and play wide receiver. He wants I'll to go be a quarterback. Guess what, Kelly Bryant? That horse is out of the barn. You best run. Yeah, you better. Well, this is the best thing he can do. You know what I mean? Like. Show off your athleticism. And I get it. His leg is gimpy right now. I mean, he got hurt bad two weeks ago. I still ago. saw him outrun Vanderbilt fucking defenders when he wanted to, though. Absolutely. And it's not that he can't run right now. I think he's just scared of re-injuring. And I don't blame I don't, him. I don't think so. I think even before the injury, he he seemed running was the last fucking resort. I mean, yeah. the last fucking resort. He, he holds on to the ball, holds on to the ball, holds on to the ball, holds on to the ball. He wants to throw it. The thing about a, a game like this and an episode we're going to have like this is that uh, there's a lot to say. I mean, sometimes, I mean, when we beat Troy, we were eight minutes in, and we were kind of out of things to talk about about yeah. that game. We're now at the 20-minute mark. I think it's a good time to say uh, this will be an explicit episode. There will be language now that you're 20 minutes in. Warning. <laughs> uh, but I think we do need to take a first break, and I'd like to get to some voicemails because we are not the only ones who had some opinions People about this People have feelings, Brennan. And I think it's cathartic for everyone when we lose, and I say this from experience because we've lost so many goddamn games like this, to hear everybody else's anger and sadness mm-hmm. and uh, just to feed off of their negative emotions. So we're going to play some well, voicemails. I've got to untie the gimp and get him some water anyway. So yeah, yeah. Caleb is in the sex dungeon. This is a sex dungeon episode. Sex dungeon episode. Caleb, Brennan, should we just start rooting for Alabama? I mean, it would be so much easier. I mean, really, think about how much more fun the show would be. Ohio State mega fan today. I love Ohio State, greatest football team in the world. They're now my favorite. Oh, okay. It makes things a lot easier. Yeah, those kind of fans don't have to deal with this shit. Nope, sure not. And even Vanderbilt fans, they expect to lose every game, so they don't have to deal with this shit. Mm -hmm. It's not like they're in first place in the East, and then they lose to the Missouris. Yeah, their bald idiot coach doesn't give them hope. And then (laughs) take it away. They're eating hot chicken and drinking bushwhackers in Nashville right now like crazy. It's the best (laughs) thing that's ever fucking happened. Yeah, it's a great day to be a Vanderbilt. Yeah, we just get, all we get to do, Caleb, is go eat terrible, overrated Booch's burgers on fucking paper plates. Well. Technically, it's butcher paper. Okay. Well, either way, overrated. All Wildly right. so, overrated. So now Collins attacking Booch's. <laughs> yeah, Billiards has a better hamburger than Booch's. Do yourself a favor. Go down to Billiards. And Collins. be prepared to wait 35 minutes for a hamburger. But it's good when you get it. <laughs> yeah. And so Collins now att- uh, attacking <laughs> Booch's <laughs> beloved yeah. Columbia institutions. Legends, Columbia yeah. institutions, icons of the city. So it's time to take our first break. <laughs> we'll come, by the way, I wanted to do this for a long time. I haven't mentioned it for weeks. But one of these days, I'm going to get burgers from... Four or five of the best places in town. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a burger contest. I'm not going to tell you who's who, but you guys are going to try the burgers, and we're going to rate them. Oh, I, I'll, be, I'll be able to know which one's booches. They'll be small and greasy as fuck and not that good. <laughs> Colin's got opinions. We're going to stand Colin down on the corner of Madison and have him scream in Jeff City how Central Dairy sucks, too. <laughs> yeah, the, I do like Central Dairy. They'll burn you. <laughs> Central Dairy's good. If we can be by Kentucky, it's going to be a burger tasting review I'm t- show. <laughs> if we can be by Kentucky, I'm burning booches down. I don't know how I get to there, but I'm, you know what I mean? I don't know how. The guy that will help you, his name's Jamie. I like booches, Colin. I'm going to tell you, I like booches. The burgers are, they're fine. I'm I mean, being overly negative. Here's my point. 
is you like you made the right point. Their burgers are fine, but everybody in this town acts like they're fucking the greatest thing ever. I'm like, I, I think I had too high expectations the first time I had it. It's like these are terribly bland burgers. You know, what I mean, these are these are a five on a scale of ten. Do you remember uh, the summer when Sports Illustrated like had Butch's Burgers like one of the best college burger places? Oh, what a ridiculousness! Well, they say. here's the thing, and this is what I, I'm not a smart man because you know the billiards is better. Yeah, the writer graduated from a zoo. There you go, Caleb. This is the thing. I'm not a smart man. I don't have many skills. I'm not an athlete. I don't. I can't really do anything. Mm-hmm. But one thing I feel like I pride myself on is having a bullshit detector. Yeah. And there were two Sports Illustrated things. One was Columbia was named one of the top ten campuses on the universe in the country. Yeah. And Butch's was named one of the top burger places. I was like, that doesn't happen in a vacuum. I looked up who the uh, writer was. Mizzou graduate. Yeah. So we, they were in the tank for us. That's Appreciate one of the that. benefits of having a good journalism school is that uh, all these sports places are filled with uh, people who are in the tank for our Tigers. I don't know why we're attacking hamburger joints, but I, it was my fault. I that's, brought it up. That's where we've gone with this. Let's just go to the break. This all is right. the Mazodcast. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Seems like it was only yesterday. <laughs> do you want to increase your performance and get extra confidence in the bedroom? I know that I do. Need anything I can get? <laughs> I do not have a large penis. <laughs> no, it's sad. We share the same genetics. We've been shortchanged. Yeah, it was not. Well, fair. I've got news for you and for all of our listeners. Good news. I hope and that so. is BlueChew.com. That's right. BlueChew.com. Mmm, sounds like dog medicine. It's not dog medicine. It's dong pills. So what you're saying is we're now one of those podcasts sponsored by dong pills. You better believe it. Great. Yes. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with an FDA approved. This is not pseudoscience bullshit. My dick will be the judge of that. <laughs> Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. So if you conceivably want to drive a 16-penny nail through a 2x4 with your cock, Blue Chew is for you. What if you want an erection so hard that a cat couldn't scratch it? Well, then Blue Chew is for you. What if you want your erection to be so hard it's like a diamond in an ice storm in Greenland? (laughs) Well, Blue Chew is for you. Fair enough. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach or empty. And since they are chewable, they work twice as fast as the other pills. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. <laughs> <laughs> I see what they did there, Blue yeah. Chew. Yeah. Well, what if you have no teeth, Colin? Well, <laughs> bad question, dickhead. <laughs> All right, so right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Armchair. Just pay five dollars shipping. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. That's right. Dong pills. <laughs> Dong pills. <laughs> hey, hurting me now don't mean a thing. Since love ain't here, I don't feel the pain. My mind ain't nothing but a total blank. I think I'll just stay here and drink. And we are back. Well, fellas, as I mentioned before the break, we've uh, we've had a lot of calls into the show, a lot of voicemails, people wanting to tell us what they thought about uh, Mizzou's performance today. So why don't we get right to it? It's time for the old Mazzotcast mailbag. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. What must I have done? To deserve God's wrath, to be a Mizzou fan, to watch hot garbage, hot garbage. this bad, 
on a weekly basis where we lose to Vanderbilt, the worst team in the East. Oh, my God. It's his hot dog water. Hot dog water. I swear to God. They get my hopes up. They bring in a quarterback. And then they screw the pooch by running the ball and passing the ball to people that are triple covered. What are they thinking? <laughs> M-I-Z. <laughs> One of the sadder M-I-Z's we've had this yeah, year. Yeah. Typical fucking Missouri. They build you up, build you up, build you up, and then they kick you right in the goddamn fucking balls. And instead of just one swift fucking kick, they just grab them and they fucking hold on to them, like, as hard as they can until you just pass out and then drink a bunch of fireball to forget about what the hell just happened. M-I-Z. That guy's had some strange dates. <laughs> you think so? He's been to the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. I will say this. I'm currently pissed drunk in the bathroom of Big 12 with my friend, my roommate. We've been Mizzou friends since we've been alive. We're seniors in college now. Every season, Mizzou manages to fuck itself in the ass. This season, culprit Vanderbilt. <laughs> culprit Vanderbilt. <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those episodes. After the meeting with my fun games. <laughs> this voicemail is going off the rails. How do we have you live with? I think we're doing rails. How do you, how do you I, after my phone gets on that. I don't my know what's happening. Reader. I'm Chase Miller. Chase, Chase Miller. And that is the end of that voicemail. <laughs> hey, nothing, nothing I sure hope those guys listen to the show so they can hear themselves. Yeah, they do not remember this call. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Caleb? I said nothing beats doing rails in the bathroom at Big 12 with your buddy. <laughs> no, I, me and Caleb can speak from experience. I like that it's been Campus Bar and Grill for, I don't know, a decade mm -hmm. now, and everyone, all the students still call it Big 12. Well, you know what? It'll be Big 12 till it dies. It's yeah. never okay. Still the best hot wings ever had, at least in 2003. What's up, you fucking self-loathing, lying, fucking idiot motherfuckers? Fuck this game. Fuck TJ Moe. Hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. Go fuck yourself. That sounds like uh, Superfan Phil's back. Yeah, that's, uh, this game was hot garbage. Hot garbage. Phil has that take on the internet, too, if anybody would like to read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Superfan Phil. Hey, you fucking idiots. You better be at the next home game or TJ Moe is going to fucking blast you from his fucking living room. Fuck TJ Moe. I blame him for this shit. Fuck yourselves. Yeah, there's more, more super fan fail. And uh, I like turning the wrath towards TJ and yeah. having nothing to do with the team. Sure. Missouri gun to Missouri. That's true. That is Fucking, so true. I hope you play this on we the are. podcast we next are. week. And I hope I listen to it and hear it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that was funny. We were down by seven. That's, that's how this goes. We were down by seven and uh, it got worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our, our quiet guest got another beer. Yeah. Okay, guys. So I got a serious question. I just watched us lose to Vandy. All right. That's obviously fucking terrible. But do yeah, we seriously bring in someone who will use us as a stepping stone? Maybe stay three, four years. Maybe have some success. Or do we stick with a guy like Odom who might pay off in the end and stick around Missouri for fucking 20 years. I don't know. I just want to hear your guys' thoughts. I have thoughts. I mean, 20 years of this shit, like we're doing with tonight, that sounds more like a curse. I mean, I tell you a what. blessing. I, I, I'm not officially ready to give up on Odom yet, but God damn it, I'm getting 
I'm getting there, man. I am sick of this shit. And I, anybody that is sick of it or is done, I don't have any fault. That's for true. Them. Like I don't, I don't begrudge anybody saying fire Odom now. I know I'm not there yet, but, but I, I'm getting there. I'll tell you this: I don't like when people are like, "Oh, we don't." I don't want to fire him because who else are we going to get? I don't like not getting rid of your coach because you're scared of what'll come next. I mean, I don't think that's that I don't think that's a way to get better. I think you there's let's put it this way. There are a million fat guys with mustaches out there who can coach a football team. Sure. I mean, there's an, enough guy. I mean, I'm not asking for Andy Reid, but I'm asking for Andy Reid lookalikes, you know, basically yeah. beanbag chairs if they could grow mustaches. I'd like I'd love to have Mike Leach. Sure. In in, in Columbia. Fuck, I'd take <laughs> I'd take Hugh Freeze at this point. Oh fuck off! I won't have Fia Freeze. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the level of desperation, no, man. That's no, the number I, of beers I've I had. I don't want that. I don't want that kind of hypocrite in our state. I'm just going to say this: Don't stick with Odom because you're, you're scared. scared. Don't settle. Tr- don't treat your head coach like your old lady. This has been don't my settle. argument. This has don't been my settle. argument with Mizzou, sort of in perpetuity. I always talk about how they like they want to pretend they're one of the big guys, and then it's comes time to buy a fucking basketball coach, and they want to play pennies on the fucking dollar, and it's like, you goddamn bastards. Like, do it. I don't know if I said this in the week or the uh, the midweek show or last week show. It's the St. Louis Cardinals saying they can't afford to be in the fucking, you know, Mike Trout, M- Bryce Harper sort of sweepstakes. Like, fuck off, St. Louis. You can afford a fucking f- frontier baseball player. And fuck off, Mizzou. You can afford to pay a coach. A good coach. We'll see. Well, McCann just missed his second field goal of the day. Fuck yeah, and, he does uh, that too. Yeah, McCann. people wonder why fucking fans don't go to Missouri games. Obviously, this is an away game, but fuck. This is why people don't go to fucking Missouri games. I saw the fucking excuse being made for him. Field goals and uh, kickoffs and punts have finally caught up to McCann. Like, That's like crazy. Like, kicking that much is going to catch up. Like, he's all worn out. You know what I mean? Like, give me a fucking break. Yeah. Like, literally, Roundtree has to get fucking just demolished by defensive tackles all game long, and you're telling me that guy swinging his leg a few times in a game is like, oh, finally caught up to him. He is getting worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. as the days yep. go on, That's for true. some reason or another. What's up, motherfuckers? This is some bullshit. It's halftime. Bandy's up 14-7. to 7. What Bad the news. Fuck? It gets worse. Who's like the little brother of the football team? Oh, look at me. Look at me. We're good. We're good. And then we fucking lay a goddamn egg. We got fucking Bandy here. They're all celebrating. This is bullshit. And these announcers aren't making it any better. Yeah, it's a one area why I wasn't going to complain as announcers or refs. Well, I'll tell you what, I will say this about announcers just in the SEC network and just in college football generally, they suck for yeah. the most part. You know what I mean? Like you talk about, there's a, some D squad motherfuckers that are doing, making this a living doing that. There's become this idea that if you played football, then you are a good person to talk about football. TJ, on, most proof that that's not t- true. Yeah, I, I don't understand. There are completely different skill sets. Sure. A guy who played football a long time will know a lot about football. Maybe have him on the side and refer to him once in a while. But get, I don't know, people who trained in communications or journalism or know how to talk. Get a fucking stand-up comedian. I mean, fuck, I don't care. Get somebody talking is their skill set and not catching footballs or throwing footballs. The two don't overlap. Yeah. No, I agree. What's up, dum-dum? I'm not mad that we just drove the ball 80 yards to throw for an interception into double coverage. I'm mad that our defense hasn't put up any points. Our offense put up seven points. Where the fuck's our defense at? 
M I Z. They got one. They got one on the doorstep. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. That is a different take than I had of this ball yeah, game because yeah. it was it lies squarely on the offense as far as I'm concerned. No, I mean, it, you can pick apart anything. The only time, and, the only part I'll say about the defense is that they gave up a big play that was very costly early on, and then in the fourth quarter, I mean, that last drive where we needed to get a stop, they they literally couldn't tackle. Yeah, that, no, that was. I, I, you know, I told Mrs. Mazadcast at that point. I said uh, the defense gave up. Yeah. Defense has given up on this drive. This is over, mm-hmm. and, and it was. We didn't get the ball back, and it was over. Hey, y'all. It's uh, Jamie Bassinet, and uh, I'm just calling in because I mean I watch every single Mizzou game, but I don't root for them because you know fuck them. You know, I, I live in Missouri, but. I root for Kansas because I'm a big fat idiot. Anyhow, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to predict a loss today for the Tigers because they're just a pathetic organization. And I mean, it's just ridiculous. Watch. Anyhow, you know, it's just, they're no good. I'm sick of it. And I'm going to get back to playing with my toy trains now. Yeah. Uh, later, fellas. Not sure what that was about. <laughs> It seems like somebody had a personal vendetta mm-hmm. against somebody named Jamie Bassinet, whoever that is. All those guys suck. <laughs> and that's the part of the voicemail segment we're in now. <laughs> what in the hell is going on? They look like a freaking high school team that doesn't really care about anything. Keep your fucking heads out of your asses. Good God. <laughs> Guys, I got to tell you, we are at the halfway point of the voicemails right uh-huh. now. I say we take a break from that yep. and move on to something else. Maybe go to Around the Horn with the SEC. What sure. do you think about that? Sure. We, we, we break our bread at Waffle House. Our teams are pretty good. We even play some basketball when Jesus says we should. So pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me. Built a church for Saturdays and called it SEC. Jesus loves football. Well, Colin, as we do every week, are you going to fire up the uh, Paul Feinbot? <laughs> Unfortunately, well, uh, what's that? Paul Feinbot. Uh, was enjoying the loss a little too much, yeah. and I uh, lost my temper, mm-hmm. and uh, I beat him uh, mercilessly with a seven iron mm. in my garage, and uh, he's out of commission this week. Paul Feinbot is not working. Imagine, if you will, like a, a a guy coming home after a bender. He's really upset, mm. and his wife gives him a little lip, and he beats her to death, and uh, then he holds her, her head in his hand and cries because he realizes... What he's done, you know what I mean? That's yeah. what I was with Paul Feinbaum. I beat him to death with a seven iron and then held his robotic parts in my hands and weeped for his, his, uh, but I'll put him back together. We'll get him back. Don't worry about that. That's dark as fuck, but let's, <laughs> I'm a dark fella. Let's move on to, uh, I don't know why I made that analogy <laughs> around the horn. Caleb, what kind of games have we got going on besides the pathetic showing that our Tigers put up tonight? Well, we had Georgia putting up a pathetic showing against Kentucky, who we play. Um, mm-hmm. Georgia only won twenty-one to nothing. So they did dick them. They dicked them. Yeah, that's but good. The, but the offense, Jake Fromm, is falling apart right before our very eyes. Like a two-dollar like. pocket watch in a hammer mill, and that Eason kid ain't there no more. Nope. So we had that. Then we had LSU playing Mississippi State. Yes, yes we did. Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. LSU wins 36 to 13. And I need to thank you, Kaylor, because be, uh, I followed your picks this week and I put 50 down on LSU to cover that 18 point spread. And I think they won by like 23 or something like that. So pocketed a little change thanks to Caleb Greek, mybookie.com. One of the few that I got fucking right. Thanks, Mizzou. <laughs> Auburn 
beat Arkansas's ass 51 to 10. And in this game, the worst fake punt that's ever been done. Oh my God. Did not ever. see this. Oh, Brennan. Oh, Brennan, you must. What is it? It's a it's a fake punt that the guy. Oh my god! Just you, I can't describe it. You're really gonna have to watch it. But so Arkansas did this. Yes, yes, they really. It was. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Tell me about it, Caleb. Well, Arkansas had multiple people lined up back by the punter for blockers. They snap the ball to the punter. The punter tries to pull off a Tim Tebow jump pass to a guy that's streaking down the line and throws it right to Auburn. Colin's looking it up as we speak. Yeah. I'm, oh, it's fucking horrible. Like you can see what's coming from three miles away, and he chucks it and hits the Auburn guy right in the chest on the uh, on on the Arkansas side of the line. Like he threw it right to him, like he was a fucking receiver. Uh, Arkansas going to Arkansas. Oh, they're real bad. Remember, like three years ago, when they hired this coach, and he they were all claiming he was going to have one of the greatest offenses in the country. Yeah. Yeah. They scored ten. <laughs> yeah, they do that. Colin just showed me the video of it, and you described it exactly correct. And but it still is shocking when you see him. And not only did he throw it directly to the Auburn guy, he kind of threw it like I don't know. He co- threw it like two, like a two-handed pass in basketball. Yeah, he threw it like my mom would throw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, it's it's real nice. So you're telling me Arkansas didn't win? No, no, they fifty-one to ten. So, all right. Um, then we had Florida playing South Carolina with South Carolina giving them a scare the entire game. Mm-hmm. Florida ends up winning 38 27. I watched this one, and <laughs> at one point, South Carolina fans were throwing towels and stuff out on the field because they got jobbed hard by these SEC officials. And uh, it wasn't all officiating because uh, they did sort of fall apart at the end of the game. But man, South Carolina got some. Bad calls and non-calls against Florida. They were in that game. Yep. South Carolina, apparently, after playing Mizzou, has become a real football team. Yeah, weird. We, and yeah. we're not. We got beat so by Vandy. A couple, couple games still in progress going. There's only two more. Right now, at the moment, A&M is beating Ole Miss 17-14. to 14. Yeah, we're watching that in the official uh, studio below Foro Field as we speak. And then we have Alabama up on Tennessee, twenty-one to ten. That's kind of a shocker. How uh, competitive that is! It was tied seven-seven for a long time. What are you drinking, Caleb? I got a highball. I appreciate it. <laughs> I knew it was. I knew it was a whiskey night. Yeah, for see, Caleb. I heard that. I heard the uh, ice drinkle, chink of ice. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was a whiskey night for Caleb. This is not a beer drinking night. And so that's that's all the games this week in the SEC. Short short roster of games. What is coming up next week? Not that I really give a fuck anymore. Yeah, you shouldn't care. I'm dead inside. But short week again. Mississippi State visiting A and M. Yeah, that's who uh, cares? They yeah, who cares? Suck. They do. They do yeah. suck. It's a that's an inconsequential game in the West. Well, a good game. We've got Auburn visiting LSU, so at least there's a good one to look forward to. Yeah, that I mean, should be a good one. It should be a good one. But by God, LSU looks good. I saw that <laughs> that Joe Burrow's their quarterback. Yeah. Has broken the single season touchdown Which record. Which tells you something about what LSU's offense was, has been like basically since inception of the program. And I don't know if it's, is it their sixth or seventh game? Yeah. Yeah. And they've got half a fucking season to go and he's already broken their single season touchdown record. That kid is, their, I mean, their LSU offense is scary. Their offense is finally matches their defense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they find, I'm, I tell you what, if I, I don't know. It's hard to pick against Alabama because it's Alabama, and until Alabama proves that they can't get the job done, then I should always think that they're going to get the job done. But it's hard, hard to think that there's a better team right now in the SEC than LSU. 
They look fucking great. And I would have told you, I told everyone on this show a few years back that Ed Ogeron was a bad idea. And I'm eating crow. Has there ever been a person who's better fit for a place and a time than Ed Ogeron now in hindsight? I mean, yeah, Ed Ogeron is like, that uh, that character from the Water Boy, who's like the special teams coach, who wears the fucking straw hat and the overalls, talks like that. Oh, I mean, he sweats like crawfish boil juice. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, that is Ed Ogeron. If somebody's gonna draw a cartoon of it, like a a Cajun moron, yeah, you know, like, like it would just be Ed Ogeron, a head like a giant pumpkin. He's got no neck, no, zero neck, zero yeah. percent neck. And then just built by like a fucking barrel. It's just a whiskey barrel with a pumpkin sitting on it. That's Ed Ogeron. When did the Water Boy come out? Is that 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 wasn't in the nineties, was it? Ninety-seven. Oh shit! Oh shit! But you know what that means? Yep, it's time. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's right, Colin. You almost caught me off guard. It's a nineties reference. (laughs) That's right. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) And I forgot to say earlier too during this, I, I. you know, we we were big fans of Brett Bielma, his yeah. wife, not <laughs> yeah. Bielma, yep. his, yeah. his wife Jen. Yeah, yeah sure, but Jen anyway, Bielma. I was looking looking at things this week in the NFL, including pictures of her and, uh, nude. And did you guys know that Brett Bielma and his wife are part of the New England Patriots? He is the defensive line coach. I did not know that. I didn't either. What is her Michael role? Bennett, Michael Bennett fought him apparently in practice and got suspended a game. Hmm. You should fight Brett Bielma. <laughs> Every chance you get. Yeah. That guy's a walking heart attack. Yeah, he really is. I just is. waited until he left and banged his wife. I never had to fight him, <laughs> but I would have kicked his ass. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see Caleb and Brett be in a fight. I'd pay to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Here goes another one. <laughs> just like the other one. Hey, you know what? Go ahead and grab me one, too, while you're in there. I mean, let's be honest. C- C- Cody, feel free to say hi. I mean, it's our buddy Cody. He's, he's sitting there listening in. What's up? Yeah. That's all we want him to say. The end of that. <laughs> yeah. But he is serving us beer. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Um, he's we wouldn't have told you about him, except he's so fucking loud, we can't ignore it. That's right. That's right. All right, Caleb, we got any other games? All right, if you can keep the bull in the china shop down there, we got South Carolina playing Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Okay, we would have said these are two of the shittier teams, but all of a sudden South Carolina thinks they're good, and Tennessee's playing even with Alabama. Yeah, so what? What? football's weird, man. Yeah. South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah, yeah I agree right. with that. Paul would pick Tennessee, but fuck him. He broke his dick. <laughs> That's right. He thinks Tennessee's still the pick to win the East. He yeah. shouldn't have laughed at us. And then last game on the schedule besides Mizzou would be Arkansas going to Alabama. Oh, God. Oh, boy. This is a fucking bloodbath. I mean. This is one of those games where I feel like Alabama could might push their turds way up in there. Yeah. I mean, Vanderbilt, it, we were saying, is the worst team in the SEC. But, yeah. of course, well, now we know it's us. Yeah, sure. But Arkansas. It's a close second. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Arkansas is the Vandy of the West. Yeah. No, it's it's the truth. We, we are better than Arkansas, I think. Yeah. I but, mean, if – But not much, apparently. You're talking about Alabama would never give up and never – Fall asleep. Take the, the – Yeah, there's no chance the that gas pedal. Arkansas beats Alabama. No yeah. chance. You know why? Because Nick Saban isn't Barry Odom. He wouldn't – he won't let him overlook fucking Arkansas. Even if Alabama did take their foot off the gas, they would still clobber Arkansas by 40. They could dick them. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if they will dick them. Alabama's defense is not looking super well, great this year. Alabama – Alabama has enough guys that want to be drafted number one in the draft that they'll never go out and suck because every one of those guys want to look good, so they will make plays all day long. Well, and Alabama has a has a tendency to go up by 45 in a game and then start playing the depth, and usually somebody's going to score 
some points. They don't dick a lot of teams, basically. You know, and, and dicking somebody in, in college bat, or football is difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Giving up zero points is a – that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, I mean, Missouri has had a really good defense this year, especially before Cale Garrett went out. And, you know, they'd score a touchdown. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, even when you're playing the Troys or the Seamos of the world, you know, at some point they'll be able to kick a field goal. You know what I mean? It's it's really hard to just dick somebody, as Caleb would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't – but, yeah, it should be an absolute bloodletting. And then, Caleb, you say the last game on the docket is Mizzou-Kentucky? Mizzou versus the Wildcats of Kentucky. Well, our history against Vanderbilt says we shouldn't have won this game, and our history against Kentucky says we shouldn't win this next game. That's right. We have played poorly against the worst teams in our division, yep. and we played well against the best teams. So, yep. And the thing about Barry Odom getting beat by Vanderbilt is that it has no bearing on what may happen in the future. You know what I mean? Like, we lost to Wyoming. We clobber West Virginia. Yeah, we're we so lose inconsistent. To yeah, I mean, we can at the same we're time schizophrenic. Be, a, be a very good team and a very shitty team. There's no telling. what. Don't bet on Missouri is what I'm saying. I'm, yeah, we are I, terrible bet. I predict terrible bet. <laughs> my prediction is that Caleb will not be picking Mizzou any game from the rest of the season for his you know, picks of the week. I haven't picked them since last year, and they fucked me. I'm not picking them again. Fuck them. <laughs> All right. That has been Around the Horn with the SEC. So, as I say, we take our second break of the day, come back, maybe catch the rest of his voicemails and do some Kansas news. Sounds good. This is the Mazodcast. When your phone hits the pavement, that protective cover may not keep it from cracking. If this happens to you, repairing it at Midmo iFix could save you hundreds of dollars over buying a new one. They also sell used smartphones with a 30-day warranty. So if your phone was dropped and the screen is cracked or broken, stop by Midmo iFix before you invest way more on a new phone. This is Kevin. I have years of experience repairing damaged phones, and if you have no use for that old smartphone, turn it into cash today. I'm located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. Hello darkness, my old friend I've come to talk with you again Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains Within the sound of silence. And we are back. And uh, why don't we get into the remainder of our voicemails? Jesus Christ. What an abomination that was. Fucking Vanderbilt. First Wyoming, now Vanderbilt. Can't run the fucking football. Can't throw the football. Fucking coaches. I mean, awful. We need to. Yeah, somebody needs a, a public castration. What a fucking turd burger he is. I mean, this is fucking pathetic. This is the most fucking frustrating thing about being a Mizzou fan. I love my Tigers, but every time we get some little bit of praise at the beginning of the season, oh, they're going to go eight. No, they're going to fucking go into Georgia eight. No, and it's going to be a big old game, and it's going to be college game day, and the biggest game of the fucking year. And what happened? It was the Wyoming. Now we get ranked. We get a lot of people going, oh, look at Missouri, man. They're really good. Blah, blah, blah. And look at us right now. We're losing fucking 7-14 to 14 to Vanderbilt, who lost last week one of the worst teams in the Mountain West. And fucking Vanderbilt lost to them. And we're losing to Vanderbilt 7-14. Hopefully someone puts a boot in these guys' ass, wakes up the fucking O-line. Where the fuck are they? Do they, like, stay all night on fucking Fixed Street or where that damn bar district is and 
in Nashville and fucking drink all night or they fucking hung over. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but they're getting manhandled right now. And I'm pretty high on my horse. I'm like, hey, we're a pretty fucking good football team, but right now, fucking offense is playing like hot garbage. garbage. Hopefully we'll come back in that. Second half and uh, get their head out of their ass. Yep. With all due respect to that gentleman caller right there, he's not giving any props to Jerry Tarkanian, Larry, Grandmama Johnson, Stacy Ogman, any of those guys on UNLV. That is a fucking good, good team. Give it up to him. The Tark was chewing on a towel like crazy and got him through that bandy game. It's alright because I'm safe out the field. There you go. You earned it, Caleb. <laughs> You ain't lived till Grandma dunks on you in a dress. <laughs> that is a reference people will not get. Right. I get it. <laughs> it's ancient. Not only is it ancient, it's fairly obscure. That's a Nike commercial from fucking 1991. Fireberry Odom. I'm just kidding. That's a rough loss, though. <laughs> so it's about half Fireberry yeah. Odom. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell Kit wants to talk about Grandma Moss and more. Sure, I know he does. <laughs> Of all the conversations I've had in my life with Caleb Brennan, I'd say at least 20 to 25% have been grandma mall related. Yeah, I'm just sitting here going through Larry Johnson rookie cards from the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> hundreds of them. Love the guy. Yo, this is Xavier down in Bama country of all places. Are you kidding me? We're at Vanderbilt. We're down 14% at halftime. You know what? No, I am not going to be a TJ Mo. My Tigers will come through. They're going to come back in the second half. They will dominate. And well, if they don't dominate, at least they are going to win. I believe. I believe. M-I-Z. Yeah, he believed, but maybe he shouldn't have. Yo, it's Xavier down in Bama oh, country back, of huh? all places. It looks like my belief went for naught. Tigers yeah. did not come through for me tonight no, or any at of Vanderbilt. But I am a true fan, so I'm going to call it anyway. Breaking it down, they, we just got outplayed. That's simple fact of it. If you go look at the stats, Vanderbilt pretty much just took it to us all the way across. And they came to play. And Missouri did not play uh, as well as I have seen them play uh, in the last several games. I don't know what the deal is. Offense could not get it going. I mean, one of our two touchdowns was a defensive touchdown, which is great. But when, again, you get missed tackles, then and the offense can't get going. It just doesn't mean a whole lot. I am uh, really excited, though, about you guys sending an arm into the game and the GoFundMe for that. Uh, I've contributed, which is great, and it looks like we've made the goal, which is awesome. I do, though, want to encourage TJ Moe. Dude, if you're going to talk the talk, you need to walk the walk. And you need to contribute. Otherwise, you just need to shut up your big fat donkey hole. M I Z. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, we hadn't mentioned that, but we'll get into that. We uh, we raised five hundred dollars to send an Air Force Airman active duty from his airbase to Mizzou. I don't know if he wants to go now. Maybe uh, sort of required to go a game he doesn't want to see. But yeah, uh, sure. Military Appreciation Day is coming up in November, and uh, we raised well, we didn't the money. We just any soldier. We chose a soldier who listened to us. Brandon. Absolutely. We're <laughs> of course it's going to be a listener. Halftime. Tigers are down to fucking Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Going to defense, playing like fucking game busters out there. Mm-hmm. We need you the office to get going. Let's go, Tigers. Time to go drink. Uh, we know how so this much ends. optimism. I know it's sad, isn't it? It's a hate to hear it. Glad that we tied up the game, but man, that hit for Gillespie so fucking dirty. We win this <laughs> game. We are going to get dragged online for being a dirty team. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be our And I can handle the heel a little bit better. Well, fuck. Gillespie should not 
get a lot of dress the next game after that hit. Oof. Yeah, you ain't wrong. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. R. Midgens. Hot garbage is right. Hot, hot, hot garbage. Hi, Mike from St. Louis. Hi, Mike from St. Louis. here my first ever guys weekend. We're in Atlantic City mm. watching Missouri ruin every one of our parlays. <laughs> I'm ashamed to be a Missouri fan. I'm ashamed to be a Missouri alum. Barry Odom is the coach of all time. So they're in Atlantic City? The second yes. worst Division One team in football. Not only the second worst, because you are now the worst lost them. I hate everything. I hate my life. I have no money. <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> I like this guy. It's awful. Just yeah. awful. I don't even know. It's a podcast. I don't know if I can swear or not. Let me know if I can swear and I'll call back the next time. And I you can swear definitely swear, buddy. About Odom being a terrible person. There's one fucking thing I know. You could fucking swear on this show. Yeah, he's clearly not a regular listener. <laughs> what was that guy's name? Uh, Mike from St. Louis, I think. Mike. Mike from St. Louis, he's an AC. He's, he's part, don't ever bet Mizzou on a parlay. Yeah, yeah and uh, hey, if you're in St. Louis anyway, game six, honky tonk. Just saying. Yeah, break up. This game is hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. So far. Yeah, good analysis. Yep. Geez, Mizzou did so many bad things wrong that a voicemail cannot say literally everything. But all I'll say is now Barry Odom this season has lost to Wyoming and Vanderbilt. He has such a great pass to win the XC East, possibly, and he is totally screwed up just now. I'm done, you know. I was on the fence with Odin before him, but I'm done. You know, I'm sure this is a little bit of rational, emotional voicemail, like a lot of people are, but still, like, you can't do those kind of games. Um, we're not ever going to be a 10-2 and or 11-1 type team if we pull traps like this. I'll tell you, this has been the voicemails have been far more rational than I expected. Yeah, well, I, but well, this is say, if he wants a rational, go back to listen to Superfan Phil's two takes. Well, the, you know the, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, but that's just a sentiment I'm starting to see online more. I mean, there's always the uh, rage-filled Fireberry Odoms, but there is, there seems to be a tenor of like, I'm all right, I'm getting this is this is getting old. Do you know what I mean? Like a because we are four years in, there is a yeah, cumulative effect for even, and over and yeah, over. even rational fans who aren't like us, who are rational. You know, I mean, like we are rage field maniacs, but even for rational people, at some point you go, this is not good. Barry Odom's doing the same shit over and over. Man, if we win this game against Vanderbilt, there's no way we're going to be Georgia on the road. The Mizzou Tigers home team, awesome. The Mizzou Tigers away team, pure hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, it's a T-Sun down here in Fort Long Beach, active Air Force, beat ISIS. I'm laying in bed. <laughs> I can't watch any more football tonight. I just, I feel numb inside. just hate everything. And I hate Wyoming and Illinois in the same season. And not Illinois, Bandy. Come on. Come on. We're trying to, oh, hey, we want a full stadium. You know, beat Wyoming and Bandy. A Bandy that was, what, one and five? And just lost the UNLV by a lot. You beat those teams. You beat those teams. You find a way to win. This is definitely hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. Yeah. True sun out. Uh, MIV. Is he? He reminds me of a good point. He even said it basically. Is is that good teams keep bad teams losing? Good teams don't lose to Vanderbilt. Good teams no. don't do these. They I take mean, advantage of Vanderbilt. Yeah. This is the. This is the. I mean, this is this game was the epitome of what we, we've talked about it before. That just. Shitting your pants, you know. Just you know, we love that drop. Hot dog water, nut, hot dog, corn filled, just slop down both fucking legs at the biggest moment, and that's what we did today. I mean, it was just oh god, yeah, I'm drinking more. I mean, fucking Vanderbilt. 
being a Mizzou fan in my life, I, I can count on a few things. One, they're going to rip your fucking heart out. They're going to pretty much skull fuck you. And they're pretty much going to just uh, lead you down the road of, hey, we're going to look pretty good. And then guess what? Well, no, we're going to go fucking lose to a, a team that the fucking Hickman Cubies can be. I mean, I'm sorry, man, but I, I'm so fucking over this, man. I, get rid of Odom. I mean, seriously. Finish up the season and fucking fire him because you know what? If you want a mediocre team with mediocre coach and keep going with what you got, this has been unbelievable. Lose to one in five Vanderbilt. Unfriggin' believable. We got breaking SEC news. Let's hear it. Tua hurt his ankle real bad, not playing the second half, and they took him away from the stadium in an ambulance for Uh-oh. Alabama. Uh oh. That could be interesting for playing LSU. Now, obviously, oh. you guys are listening to this. I already know this news, <laughs> but it's news to us. That's right. It's new news to us. Yeah, that's right. And if you're listening to it immediately, which you can't because it'll take me forever to upload it, it's news to you, too. Yeah. Well, I broke it first, motherfuckers. <laughs> we know. We'll timestamp you, Caleb. That's yeah. right. All right. Last Don't voicemail. Don't expect Dave Matter to give you any credit, though. Yeah. <laughs> last voicemail of the day. I'm going to go ahead and assume that a lot of the voicemails that are left tonight are dogging on. Kelly Bryant, and yeah, I would be the guy to say that this loss is not on Kelly Bryant. Uh, he's not the Heisman candidate that I think some Mizzou fans thought that he would be, but he is a very serviceable SEC quarterback. He's also the same quarterback that he was in week one and the same quarterback that he was in all of our wins. He makes some plays. He turns some nothings into somethings, but he also makes a lot of bad plays. And he makes bad decisions. We can win with the support that we should have around him despite that. The this is level-headed. Is the play calling. Mm-hmm. It was the offensive line was really bad in the first half. Like, this is not a fire well, over the second game, half, honestly. But it is definitely one that in combination with Wyoming makes you wonder what his ceiling is. Are we ever going to get back to Atlanta? Because that should be the goal every year. This is very rational level-headed take. Once you have a coach who's established with his guys. This guy should have a podcast. Program. <laughs> also, our defensive backs are trash. They are hot. Garbage. Hot, hot, garbage. Jarvis Ware basically gave the third touchdown to Vanderbilt. They can't tackle oh, was, and they can't yeah, cover. Ugly. I guess besides that, I guess they're okay. Yeah, radio stations would call that guy when they want, when they want information about Mizzou in the upcoming game week. Then you know, like, yeah. Quit calling us to be on the, your radio stations. I liked his rational take, but I also like the guys that scream into the mic and then like it. <laughs> oh, I do too. The, like the, the guys who just started announcing their names at the end and then just sort of forgot that they were leaving a voicemail. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> I love that. And we've been getting several calls while we've been recording. Sorry, guys, we can't get to everybody. It's a losing game. But I'll tell you what, Brendan. Could could I make this promise to people? Since Please. It's, uh, it's your it's your legwork. If any of these that we're getting are particularly good, mm-hmm. Brendan will plug them in at the end of the show. Fat chance, but I yeah, I'll, I'll absolutely do that. All right, great. All right, so uh, why don't we move on to uh, a staple of the show, as we always do? It's time for Kansas news. I was heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas: sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. First story of the day. People in the emptying parts of rural Kansas insist we're not going to let them die. Now, that's a weird headline because it seems like we're not going to let the town die, but it also kind of sounds like they're not going to let the residents die. Let's dig in further to Cortland, Kansas, 
Rural Kansas has a storied past. No, it doesn't. But decades of population decline stand poised to turn many once vibrant places into ghost towns. The struggle for survival revealed itself in emptied main streets, shuttered factories, and tired-looking neighborhoods dominated by houses built before World War II. The exodus that started a 100 years ago and gained momentum after the Great Depression has now thinned the population of most of the state's 105 counties to fewer than 10 people per square mile. It's a shithole. It's a shithole. It's just there's nothing there. You know what I mean? It's it's the it's happened really all over the United States. It just happens even worse in Kansas because it's the worst place to be. But it's mm-hmm. they they call it the brain drain. Everybody's worth a goddamn go someplace else. Luke Mahan wants to slow the pace of the decline, which is great. He doesn't even want to stop the decline. He just wants to slow the pace. Well, like I said, brain drain. The <laughs> guy who would the guy who would have tried to stop it moved away. <laughs> He's trying to experiment with new strategies. Communities that competed against each other for generations now joined forces in desperate attempts to revitalize their region. They want to make the area more inviting to people looking to return to their rural roots, particularly young people. Fat fucking chance. Yeah. It's a tough sell. Measures to net migration typically rank Kansas in the bottom tier of states. It shows it's losing 25 to 29-year-olds faster than any other state, which shows at least the young people in Kansas know enough to know that they are from the worst place in the well, world. I, honestly, though, I mean, there is, a, there is a part of our world that has become so much smaller because of the interwebs. Mm-hmm. And you know, like kids can say, wow, there are places that are a whole lot better than this. Yeah. I'm going to go there. Namely, all of them. <laughs> Yeah, every place but is better than this place. Yeah, so uh, they said they're working on a policy recommendations aiming to help rural communities tackle some of their biggest challenges. Here's the challenges it mentions in Kansas. Spotty access to Internet, crumbling infrastructure, financially stressed hospital, shortage of affordable modern housing. It sounds like basically everything you want to live, they don't have. Well, I mean, they're, they're, just for instance, their schools are all broke because their legislature just keeps fucking stripping education. I mean, like, everything about that state is just... Bad. You the know worst. I mean? Yeah, it's run poorly by a bunch of fucking flat-headed idiots who are putting an already terrible place further in the toilet with every passing year. Well, not only is it bad for humans, but... Next story, African lion died in Kansas from fungal infection. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, don't have African lions in Kansas. No, I know this bad, is probably bad policy. A, I'm sure this is a zoo. Yes, Rolling Hill Zoo in Salina suffered uh, a lion there suffered from encephalitis caused by a fungal infection. So even the lions can't live in their like toxic waters. Kansas State University found the infection caused lesions in the lion's brain and lungs. So it died in pain. Oh, if that makes you feel yeah. any better. Uh, Selena Journal reports the lion was born in January of 2010 at the Bronx Zoo. He was moved to the Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago. And then his luck ran out and he was moved to Selena, Kansas in June. And guess what? He died. Almost immediately. Almost immediately of a infection, a fungal infection. And you know what? These other um, zoos where he lived, fine. He was just fine. Yeah, and I bet every person in, in Kansas would be like, New York City's a fucking... Turd of a shithole city, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? They keep their lines alive, you fucking assholes. <laughs> That's right. City in Kansas to allow women to go topless with some restrictions. Good bad news, I guess, right here, yeah. Colin, because great for us, you'd think. Little but, column A, little column B. But you also have to realize these are Kansas women who are going to be topless. Mm. Well, there's some toothless beauty out there for all of us. Women are now legally allowed to go topless in Manhattan, Kansas, with some restrictions. The Manhattan City Commission on Tuesday unanimously decided to amend the city code to allow females to go topless. However, property owners and businesses still may require patrons to wear shirts. They may, but they won't. 
the Manhattan Mercury reports <laughs> that city, customers. city attorney Katie Jackson recommended the change to avoid potential lawsuits. She said the code could be changed later again. Jackson cited a federal ruling in 2017 that blocked Fort Collins, Colorado from enforcing a law against women going topless. Fort Collins is in the same appeals district as Kansas. She said government could still prosecute a topless woman who is acting in a lewd manner, which is against state law. Well, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in favor of this, but I, I would, I'd like the caveat to be that, you know, you gotta have hot rockin' titties to go sure. shot topless. But, and if you don't have that, you're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if we could amend that law or sort of, sort of, some sort of a footnote. Yeah, the hot rockin' titties law. <laughs> yeah. I don't agree. I want to see all kinds of titties. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Caleb? I knew that about you. Your knees. I knew that about you. Yeah, I mean, I, every titty is different. They're not all the same. And I, I want to see every titty that is out there. I yeah. appreciate that. So, uh, you know, in case you guys think we all agree on everything all the time, no, we there, don't. There are disputes in the Mazadcast. Colin wants to see hot rockin' titties. Caleb wants to see all the titties. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I don't want, I don't agree with Caleb, but I appreciate the, the sentiment. We'll have a titty debate at some point on the show. If we keep losing. That's we're gonna. It's gonna come to that. It's gonna be burger reviews and yeah. titty talk. <laughs> yeah, it's basically it's what it is. With a, with, <laughs> yeah, with an occasional reference to the nineties. It's basically what the uh, what it is when we're not recording. Yeah, Caleb. Uh, last piece of news: Did Kansas play football this week? Kansas did play football. They played Texas. Texas, big, badass, Big 12 Texas. And here, let me tell you a story about this game. Please oh, do. Okay. I'm intrigued. With, yeah, with about uh, three minutes left in the game, Texas took the lead at 47-40 to 40 over Kansas. Kansas drove down the field, scored a touchdown, went for two with a minute and 11 seconds left, and took the lead 48-47 over Texas with a minute and 11 seconds. Kansas the is going to win? The Mad Hatter made it happen. Went for two for the win. That is the except, Mad Hatter move. Except the Mad Hatter kicked the ball off to Texas. They drove down the field, kicked the field goal 150-48. to 48. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm, that is a Kansas move. I mean, Texas won, but I sometimes – guys, I'm going to tell you what. I'm a little bit worried that Texas isn't back. <laughs> you know, Texas barely beat you Kansas. Know, you know what I'm not worried about? What's that? Texas's coach being a douchebag because he's still that. Hell, yeah. I'm gonna tell you two programs that are sucks. not back. It's Nebraska and Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they won't come back. Well, I, I will tell you this: I don't think Nebraska's coming back ever. I think it's never. It's over. It's that 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 part of their history is over. They everybody knows that Nebraska sucks. Every year and I'm not talking about the football team. I'm just talking about the state. Like, nobody wants to go there anymore. Yeah. They fool themselves. They sell 60,000 to 80,000 people black shirts for the black shirt defense that's coming back. They need to dig a big hole and bury those motherfuckers. Ain't never coming back again. Now, Texas has got all kinds of money, and they're in Texas. So, there's, 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 in fact, I would, at some point, Texas will be back. But it ain't now. But I'm going to tell you this. Except they're- Nebraska ain't coming back. Except Texas's coach is not a Texas coach. It's fucking Tom Herman. Hire Urban Meyer or somebody, goddammit. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. It may be 10 years from now, but Texas will be back. There's just too much money and too much talent in that state for them not to be back. But Nebraska, Nebraska's just done. Yeah. They should hire Vince Young to be the coach. I bet he can do it. Guys, as much as I love talking about how much fucking Texas sucks, and Kansas sucks, let's uh, wrap up Kansas news right here. Yeah, fuck them both. We've gone way fucking long. Have we? We've gone off the rails. 
why don't we, we have a lot of voicemails? We had a lot of voicemails. And there, like I said, there's more that I didn't even get to. Yeah. But we got awards to give out. Sure, let's do let's that. Let's give this award out. It is the TJ Mo Douche of the Week Award. Douche of the Week. Who is it going to be this week? I feel like I saw some douchey people this week, but I can't remember it right now. Yeah, we one of these days, we're six years in, we'll remember to write these down before we start recording. Sure, sure. Yeah. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. There's points in my life during the week where I'm like, man, that guy's a super douche. And then I don't write it down. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> I know. It's usually Colin for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the same. We usually talk about that, Brenda, without calling around. That's true. Yeah. It's how Caleb and I bond. Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a douche, so to speak, other than just like in-game douchery. Like Gillespie with his fucking targeting. Yeah, can we give the douche award to one of our to a Mizzou player? I mean, Gillespie. That was a brutal hit. Who took out Vanderbilt's quarterback? <sighs> yeah, I mean, in a we, slide. We've had this. just a targeting penalty. The guy was in a slide. And keep in mind, for the last two weeks, we had two targeting penalties against Kelly Bryant and with Ole Miss, and then the week before that, nearly took his knee out with Troy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are sensitive to people being. Shitty to quarterbacks and making bad plays. Yet Gillespie still lowered the helmet, drove it right into the sliding quarterback of Vanderbilt. I'm okay giving him the douche of the week award. Okay. Sure. <laughs> now, the, uh, it, usually this is the easier one, but I don't know that it is. Now it's time for Kirk Farmer's hair, player of the game. Ooh. Cameron Wilkins had that, had a pretty fantastic play. Yeah, the uh, in a game of very few fantastic plays, right? And and even though it was ultimately our offense who drove the ball in for the touchdown, it was all set up by his play. Our offense wasn't going to do it on its own. In fact, if the defense had come up with one more play, we could have won that game. But uh, Cameron Wilkins, he had the one big play. I guess I will give it to him. What do you think, Caleb? Sure, he's the only one that did anything. Everybody else is cocksucker. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Cameron Wilkins, you and your interception and like 44-yard run back, that makes you player of the game. So uh, I think that's it. Is there anything else you want to talk about when we've rehashed this horrible turd burger of a game? No, I want it to be over with and done. (laughs) Colin? No, I'm done. I'm so done. I know. I didn't expect this, but I'm still done. (laughs) <laughs> I know it is so miserable and we could do it again next week. I mean, we're going to Kentucky. It could all happen over again, but uh, at least we'll have calluses built up from this. It brutal. doesn't hurt anymore. It's just disappointing. I know. I know. And it hurts in that we were built up. Like it was it, everything. The table was set for good. I for think in the midweek show, I said, I'm excited. Yeah. You said we're, we're excited. We're, we're good. We're, we're competing for the SEC East, which we hadn't done in a while. Yeah, I know. I'm an idiot. <laughs> and now it's the exact opposite. I have zero excitement. Yeah, I mean, the season's over. Stripped me of my enthusiasm. Well, on that uplifting note, M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Fire Derek Dooley. 